This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I'm live from Washington, D.C. And I got USFL in the background. It's New Jersey versus Philadelphia. This is the semifinals. Finally in the playoffs. Finally. So I get to watch some of this, but won't get to watch all of it. See, last week it was a close game. New Jersey pulled it out. But today, I don't know which way it's going to go. I think New Jersey's going to win a game because they're the better team. They got a running game. They got an explosive receiver, uh, Turpin, and, a, and just a solid team overall. I, I think they got this. Now, the thing about the playoffs is it's in Canton. I'm trying to go next year, for real. If it's in Canton next year and the USFL still exists, I'm trying to go. Now, If I, I assume it'll be around this time next year, you know, just as long as I get home. For 4th of July I'm trying to go to the USFL championship I would love to Man But you know like I said last week I got New Jersey and Birmingham I'm just going to go chalk with it Even though I'm kind of unsure About the Birmingham pick Because they just haven't been playing well lately They struggle to score the ball I mean once you stop their running game They got shaky quarterback play They got really good defense at least, but I don't know. That game against New Orleans the first time, I mean, New Orleans was the better team most of that game. I can see it happening again tonight, but I think somehow, some way, Birmingham is going to pull it out. I just think it's destiny. I mean, they were the host city. They were the host team. They were the last undefeated team. I think it's destiny for them to win, even though the game isn't in Canton anymore. I mean, it isn't in Birmingham anymore. It's in Canton. So maybe that changes things. But we'll see. I'm very interested to see how that goes. But I have to start off. Okay. Memphis and Golden State rivalry. Okay. I can't believe I put that before the NBA draft. This is going to be kind of quick. So it's been some back and forth between the Memphis players and Golden State players. Because, you know, because Clay kicked it off because he referenced a Jaron Jackson tweet from March. Man, it just shows you that these NBA players see and hear everything. Everything, And, you know, if you're a pro athlete, athlete in general, you just, you take anything you can for motivation. And they took that as motivation. They had enough motivation already. Was last in the league, didn't make playoffs last year. That That's motivation enough. And then you add all that other stuff and then all the stuff that the media was saying, you know, you can kind of get why they have celebrated so hard. And while all these videos coming out of them being drunk and having a good time, um, <laughs> Draymond, Draymond created another meme, the, the shut up meme. <laughs> Man, <laughs> just like just like 
I think it was 2017 or it was 2015. Uh, he he had a viral meme of him saying, yup, nope. <laughs> He's at it again. He's at it again. And, you know, and, and, and this time his mom was in the act. She was saying, shut up. So I'm like, man. <laughs> and then Draymond Green is just having a good old time. Just using his clout to his advantage. Like his, you know, man, his presence online is probably at an all-time high. He got a really successful podcast. His team just won the title. On social media, he's clapping back at people. This, I mean, this guy's popularity is at an all-time high. It's very polarizing, though. It's people just, you know, when he said, you know, he was going to attack anyone at Twitter that wanted to smoke. I'm paraphrasing. Dog, you should see that thread when he posted that. It's so many people saying disrespectful things. And I'm just like, y'all don't mean any of this. Y'all are all cap. Like the hockey team. Real talk. But the whole point of this topic is the Memphis thing. Okay, so Clay Thompson referenced the Jaron Jackson tweet, calls him a bump. He went, okay, he went a little further than I would expect, but he went there. John Morant, you know, said something on Twitter. Wasn't a direct shot, but uh, he said something on Twitter referencing what Clay said, and then Draymond responded, and then uh, all of a sudden they're going back and forth about hosting Christmas Day games. The NBA, I know you saw that. You have to do it now. You have to make that game on Christmas. Whether it, whether it's in Memphis or Oakland or not there in San Francisco, whether it's in Memphis or San Francisco, you have to do it. It's only right. It's only right. And I'm going to consider going, whether it's out there or in Memphis. It'd be easier if it's in Memphis. Uh, We'll see. I guess that, see, and that's another thing I forgot to put in the show. My NBA schedule wish list. Um, Okay, I'll discuss it in a little bit. And I'll just, just off the top. I'm going to just do this, you know, I'm going to freestyle it. And I'm going to just show you what what matchups I really want. And it's like, that's one of them. That's one of them. Like, Warriors, Memphis on Christmas, I would love that. Warriors, Memphis anytime would be great. Memphis always gets an MLK game. Memphis and Golden State on MLK is perfect. Just just giving y'all suggestions. Just giving y'all suggestions. I mean, come on. You we got to get those ratings, you know? That's perfect. I just I just love the back and forth. You know. And and the fans are going at it and NBA Twitter is going at it with each other and it's just so much fun. I love this game. But, you know, at the end of the day, just like last week, I, I picked Memphis to 
go to the championship and possibly win it all next year. So obviously I got them in the long run being, you know, on top in this little rivalry. It's not really a rivalry. You know, the Warriors denounce it. Memphis denounces it. I mean, they're fans. But to me, you know, I'm I'm quick. I'm quick to make a rivalry because there's no there's no rivalries like that in the NBA. It's not like college and NFL. It's not like college football. It's not like college in general with the rivalries. So I'm just, you know, just like last year with the Hawks and Knicks. I, I guess I had to find that out that that's not really a rivalry. It's just, you know, Trey Young just turning up at the Garden. I mean, when I was at the Garden in March, it was a disappointing environment. It wasn't too many F Trey Young chants. The crowd was kind of disinterested. It's just, I just, it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. I think the playoffs really made it more hype than it really was. Maybe it's the same thing with Memphis and Golden State, but I'm interested to see how this goes in the near future. You know, maybe this maybe this is like the next Bad Boys versus Bulls or Celtics versus LeBron. You know, those were great mini rivalries. Or Larry Bird versus the Sixers. So I had to go way back with that one. I, I mean, it ain't Lakers Celtics, but that that type of rivalry, you know, where in in a five to six year span, we're gonna be talking about this for years to come. And, you know, I really hope it lives up to my expectations, and I'm sure other people too. But, you know, that's that's off-season stuff, you know. Speaking of the off-season, the NBA draft happened. And from the jump, Paolo Bancaro goes number one? What? Number one. I was not expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. When I saw the tweet, two minutes before they made the, the pick that Paolo was going number one. I was like, what? This, this doesn't make sense. I, I heard all this Jabari Smith hype. And I'm just like, I, I guess. I, I guess, man. I mean, regardless, Paolo Bancaro was going top three. I thought he was for sure going number three, maybe even number four. But he went number one. He was emotional, of course. I mean, it's a dream come true. And he was number one. That Like, there's no other feeling. You know, I was thinking maybe Jabari Smith go number two. I mean, how can you not jump at that if you're OKC? But I guess, you know, they were set on taking Chet. So he took Chet. So, of course, the Rockets had to take Jabari Smith. I mean, what were you going to do? Take Keegan Murray. Jaden Ivey. Now, Keegan Murray had like 26 a game in college. That's why I was so hyped about him. But he's going to the Kings. And I'm just like, the Kings' recent history with young players is awful. Look what happened to Nick Stalkis. Remember him? Look what happened to Marvin Bagley. That's a tragedy. Buddy Hield. They didn't even draft Buddy Hield. They were going to, but they didn't. But they traded for Buddy Hield 
in his second year. Buddy is just, it's pretty much a six man now. Like, it it doesn't look good. But Keegan Murray's really good. And also Jaden Hardy. If you heard my podcast after All-Star Weekend, I was very high on him. He has a very good offensive skill set. I don't really pay much defense, but I mean, come on, it's the NBA. Like, half of these guys don't play defense. I mean, it's hard to. It's hard to. But yeah, um, Jaden Hardy's pretty good. Keegan Murray's pretty good. They might have something here. They might have something here. But if you look at the Kings' history, it's just no. Just no. <laughs> No, it doesn't look good. I'm very worried for those very talented players. Or maybe they can trade them once, you know, the team start losing and they got to rebuild again. Maybe they can trade those guys to better teams. Let's see how it goes. I'm very confident in those guys. But I don't know what type of team the Kings are going to put around these guys. Kind of worried about that. Um, the Pistons are really building something. They traded Jeremy Grant. They got Kimball Walker coming off the bench. What in the world? Philly's quarterback just, just tried to throw it out of the stadium in the red, when he was in the red zone. What what was he doing? Anyway, Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham. I love Sadiq Bey. Another guy in the all-star break on All-Star Weekend that I kind of became a fan of. So they got him, Kay Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. It's still rumors about them getting DeAndre Ayton. But they traded for, if I'm not mistaken, they traded for Jalen Duran, right? I think they did. They traded for one of those centers. And I'm just like, they got a really exciting young team. I just got to see it on the court. What's going to happen when they get on the court? It it looks good on paper, but I don't know what's going to happen when they step on the court. Are they building the next great Detroit team? On paper, it looked like they are. I mean, you got two bona fide guards. You got Sadiq Bey. You got Isaiah Stewart, who's that Ben Wallace type. Oh, my God. They might actually be likable. They might, you know, I'm I'm not really fond of those Pistons teams from the late 80s and 90s. From the late 80s and early 2000s. But this team is exciting on paper. I'm excited to watch them for sure. The Wizards beat them four times. And honestly, some of them games were really close. And we didn't deserve to win, but we did anyway. It's going to be harder to beat them this time. Don't be surprised if the Wizards lose three out of four to the Pistons because they just, their young talent is just too much. Now, the person I wanted for the Wizards was Dyson Daniels because he, he could just do it all. I mean, I just like how he hustles, I like how he passes the ball. 
Um, I like how he plays defense. He's the best defender out of the four G League Ignite guys from All-Star Weekend. It's just like, this is the type of guy we need. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of guy to come off the bench and just be a solid player. And then eventually when we lose Brad, he can step in and possibly be our star player. Okay. So, he didn't go to Portland. He didn't go to Indy. All these mock drafts had him going either or in one of those places. They didn't have him going to San Antonio. He goes number eight to the Pelicans. And when he goes number eight to the Pelicans, I was sick. I was sick. You got to be kidding. I was like, dang it. When he got past Portland, I got excited. I was like, oh, for sure. He's coming to the Wizards. Nah. Nah. The Pelicans got him. And then when I thought about it and how their team works, I'm like, that's actually not bad. Because you're going to have, I assume, Zion back. You got C.J. McCollum. You got... um, Brandon Ingram. And coming off the bench, you're going to have Jose Alvarado and Dyson Daniels. Like, that is a very good guard combo coming off the bench, especially defensively. They got some balance to this team. They got some depth to this team. They might actually be doing something, but I don't know. There's a lot of competition in the West. I don't know, but Dyson Daniels, great fit. Him going to the Pelicans, great fit. I love it. I wish he was here. Didn't happen. Now, a lot of mock drafts had the Wizards taken Sohan. I didn't know who he was until it clicked. When when at Landfill on 106.7 The Fan, said he was the guy with the multicolored hair like Dennis Rodman. And I was like, wait a minute. That's that guy against Carolina who was just just a nuisance. Like, he was just being a nuisance. And I'm like, this guy, I know who this guy is. And I was like, he was fun to watch. He could be... Well, Landfill said he was like a Joe Kim Noah type, maybe a Draymond Green type. And I'm like, that's kind of fun to watch. He going to San Antonio. I, I mean, I guess he's going to be a role player there with DeJounte Murray, who another one where he didn't do all that much in All-Star Weekend, in my opinion. But the fact that he was an All-Star – and then right after that, he destroyed the Wizards. I was like, you know what? This, this kid is nice. You can maybe can build a team around him. And you got Popovich as the coach. Not bad. Okay. All right. Fine. But here, here's the main event, though. Johnny Davis is with the Wizards. It's a shame. This guy was first-team All-American. First team all Big Ten. Big Ten player of the year. 
and I knew nothing about him. I did not watch any Wisconsin basketball. The most I watched was that fight with Jawan Howard and Joel Krabenhoff. It's an L, bro. That's the most Wisconsin basketball I watched. I they lost to somebody. Who did they lose to? They lost to Iowa State. I'm like, yo, what? They lost to Iowa State. I I didn't even watch that game. I didn't watch that game against the 14th seed. Trying to think, man. Like Wisconsin. That's what I guess that's what made him so good, Johnny Davis. Now, when I watch him on YouTube, what I've seen from him is he has longer arms than I thought. When I was looking at him at the beginning, when I was looking at some of his highlights on Sports Center and stuff or on social media, I was like, oh, maybe we could put this guy at point guard. I was thinking he was like 6'3, 6'4. I was like, we could put him at point guard. He can be like an Andre Miller type. Man, he is nothing like Andre Miller. He's more of a, he's a two-guard, small three. He has a great mid-range game, but I think what's better than his mid-range game is his ability to drive to the rim. When I was looking at a draft breakdown of him, I've seen, I saw so many highlights of him driving to the rim and finishing with three people all up in his face. I was like, how did he do that? It's just, how did he finish through multiple people and and get to the rim? So that means he's good at creating contact at the rim. He's good at getting fouled. And also, he's good at defense. So that's a good thing because we need defense. So um, this is a very good pick when you actually look at it. He has everything we need. You're not going to start. But he's pretty good off the bench. He's pretty much Dyson Daniels. Like, he pretty much can do what Dyson Daniels do, except he's a better scorer than Dyson Daniels, which I love it. I love it. So I'm like, okay, now that I think about it, not having Dyson Daniels isn't a bad thing. We got a college All-American who is obviously getting better every year, the jump he made from freshman year to sophomore year was amazing. So that shows he's a hard worker and he's going to keep getting better. And there's no rush for him to be the star. You got Bradley Bell, I guess. I don't know. He's a, f- I know he's not a free agent, but it's the last year of his contract. Let's just see what happens, man. I like the pick. Uh, I'm not going to get, too much into the later in the draft. I just know that the whole nonsense with the Jalen Duran trade was, was crazy. He's supposed to go to the, the Hornets. Then he's supposed to go to the Pistons. Then he's supposed to go to the Knicks. The Knicks trading out their pick and everyone freaking out. They got Trevor Kills in the second round, which is a steal. But then when I look at all the comments from... Knicks fans, they're like, eh, where is he going to play? <laughs> we got all these people in front of him. Maybe he won't play right now. Maybe he is more so, you know, Westchester Knicks. He sell tickets for them. But, you know, that's funny, though. 
They got Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, and Trevor Kills on the same team. All they missing is Zion. <laughs> That's nuts. But yeah, man, NBA draft was cool. Uh, I went to the draft day party. I went to the draft day party at Capital One Arena. It was okay. Uh, they had a garage sale. I didn't partake in that. They had a lot of good items, but listen, it was so crowded in that part where they was, you know, selling items for cheap that I was like, I don't even want this stuff anymore. It's just too many people out here, man. I'm trying to get up out of here. Um, the concessions were expensive as usual. I was like, nah, I ain't doing this, bro. So I just grabbed me like three cups of free popcorn and two, you know, medium lemonades, and I was good. Oh, Philly getting loose. Wow. Oh man, Philly is Philly is dominating. Wow. Anyway. Um I just looked I, I just looked at, you know, the perks the season ticket holders were getting. Um how they were on the floor and they were at tables like it was a banquet and i was like dang that's pretty cool and that's just a minor perk i can't imagine what other perks you get being a wizard's season ticket holder but what does it matter these guys aren't good (laughs) so do i really want to go when a product is mediocre at best. Do I really want to commit that type of money? Even in a partial plan, do I really want to commit that type of money when a product is, I'm not going to say trash because sometimes it isn't. But the product is 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 lacking. I, I don't know, man. It The perks look good, but I don't know, man. I do like my Bradley Bill Wizards jersey team. Or should I just go back to calling them the Lizards because they stay taking that L. Trash. And you know that. But hey, man, for some reason, I'm ready to buy more Wizards tickets. I mean, Lizards. But, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, man. Hopefully, Brad comes back. And we formed this big three with Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma. If not, man, I hope this rebuild isn't painful. I mean, it's it's the wizard cycle. It probably is going to take a few years. But we got all these first round picks. And all of them look like role players. I don't see a single star. They're either role players or they are at best. The third best player on the team. All of them. Johnny Davis might have the most star potential. But at the end of the day, the rest of them. The rest of them. Look like role players, dog. But, um, oh, okay. The other G League Ignite kids. The last thing, last thing about the draft. The other G League Ignite kids. Oh, also the Spurs got Patrick Baldwin. No, the Warriors got Patrick Baldwin. Very, really hype player coming out of high school like two years ago. 
Let's see what Popovich, not Popovich, good Lord Jesus. Let's see what Steve Kerr and that program does with him because he's really talented. If they can get the best out of him, uh, yeah, they're going to be here to stay anyway as long as Steph Curry is healthy and playing at a high level. But if they got another like weapon like him coming off the bench and then in the future – could be a star to pair with uh, Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga and maybe Wiggins. Oh, man. We might not ever get rid of these kids, man. Jeez. But G League Ignite. So I mentioned Jaden Hardy went to the Kings. I guess before before Jaden Hardy got picked up by the Kings, Marjan Bochamp got picked up by the Bucks. I was like, eh, he's like a young Giannis. Actually, no. I was like, maybe he's like a young Kawhi. I mean, maybe, maybe. Like, he, he has long arms. He has long arms. He's actually not. Well, he's still young. He's 21. He's older than the other G League kids. But, yeah, he going to the Bucks. Like, definitely no pressure to perform there. That is, that might be a steal with the Bucks. Like, he's a pretty good young player. and has room to grow. And he can play behind Giannis. Like, he, he got that Kawhi Leonard type, body type and game, at least offensively. Defensively, uh, he's okay. But not bad. Not a bad spot for him to land. Michael Foster went undrafted. And I have no idea what summer league team he's going to be on. But, man, these G League kids like dropped they all dropped except except Dyson Daniels Dyson Daniels went from end of the first round to lottery pick to top 10 Jaden Hardy went from top 10 to second round what happened Marjan Brochamp pretty much he went from mid first round to later first round what happened? It wasn't that far of a drop, but come on. Michael Foster went from late first round to undrafted. What happened? I don't know. Maybe maybe these guys weren't as good as we thought. But, you know, they got a lot of potential from what I saw. Michael Foster is probably going to need some work. Need some more work. I mean, he's really young. But, you know, he does have that Julius Randle body type, and he's going to get bigger. He's already, you know, bulky. But he's going to get bigger and stronger. Like, man, if he can add more stuff to his game and play better defense, we'll see him in the league. He got the talent. It's there. Man. Uh, let's see. Wow. What else here? This Dan Snyder congressional hearing thing was a joke. I listened to it while I was doing Lyft. Dan Snyder wasn't there. And off the bat, the chairman or the chairwoman of that committee was like, he's not here. He don't respect women. She just... She just, you know, took shots. I was like, dang, they went for his neck from the beginning. And it's just, 
I was foolish for expecting anything serious to come out of this. I'll give the Democrats credit for staying on topic, but the Republicans, they kept trying to deflect and they were like, why are we even here? Why are we even talking about this? Like we have bigger issues than to grill Dan Snyder. Whatever Roger Goodell and Dan Snyder does is their business and they already have protocol in place to take care of this matter. Like, what are we doing? The Democrats kept trying to push for accountability for Dan Snyder. They want Dan Snyder out of the NFL. But I'm like, but why? Is this is this like a greater scheme to improve workplace culture in America in general? Or are they just trying to make headlines and get votes I just don't understand the purpose if it is to improve workplace culture across America then great if they're just trying to do this for votes then come on like it just makes me less trusting of our government it just makes me laugh even more (laughs) and then the guy the Republicans are hilarious man like the guy, it was Jim Jordan. He brought up Dave Portnoy. Like, what? And it's like, you ban, like, Roger Goodell. You ban Dave Portnoy. Like, you ban him, and then you didn't do this. Or you, you know, did this for the Miami investigation, but you didn't do this for this investigation. I'm like, man. And then the guy that rambled on was like, we have bigger pressing issue. And I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't even like you. I'm a Cowboys fan. That's where he messed up. He a Cowboys fan. Should have just stopped right there. So since he's a Cowboys fan, I was I just rolled my eyes. I was like, nothing he said is serious now. It was just it was just another Republican trying to deflect. I don't really care. Like either way, from what I've seen about this hearing, it, it was kind of pointless because I don't get the I don't get the the ultimate goal here. Are we trying to help the Washington Commanders? Are we trying to do we have a bigger goal, or are we just getting votes? I think they just getting votes, bro. I I just got a feeling because. Like, it wasn't anything serious. It was a joke. The congressional hearing was a joke. It was comedy. It was hilarious. You guys can't be serious with this. I can't imagine what other stuff they meet for. I don't, you know what? I don't even want to know. I don't even want to (laughs) know. I don't even want to know, man. But, you know, uh, 106.7 hyped it, so I listened to the whole thing and listened to them talk about it. And I'm guessing that, I'm guessing that they were so interested in it and the fans were so interested in it because anything that can lead to Dan Snyder leaving the team and outselling the team would be great for them. 
because they want to go back to the days when he wasn't owning the team in the 80s and the 90s when they were winning Super Bowls and going to no worse than the second round. But since he's been the owner, you have what? Two division titles. The second one was a joke. You have one playoff win. It is a miserable existence being a Washington sitcom Commodores fan. So they want to go back to the good times and they think that getting rid of Dan Snyder is a step in the right direction. It's a big step in the right direction. So they're tuned in. I could, man, I just, I'm just here for the last, bro. I don't care. I don't care about none of that. For real, for real. <laughs> Y'all are funny, man. This is just, this is just one big sitcom. Like, they should have did this congressional hearing on Saturday Night Live. Because it was that comical. Oh, my God. Luis Perez just threw it in triple coverage. I think that might come back, though, because the receiver got punished. Oh, he, oh, he's taking that back. He's going all the way. He's going all the way. At least Luis Perez made the tackle. I, what kind of throw was that? Oh, my God. I'll talk about the USFL playoffs next show i'll have a more detailed analysis but man what are these guys doing roughing the passer oh that's coming back yep that's coming back he got bailed out anyway (laughs) y'all are funny man you see why i don't vote you see why i'm in the middle of the aisle because both sides y'all are just y'all are crazy man uh, Arch Manning. Arch Manning is going to Texas. Now, from what I've heard about the Manning family and how they, you know, stick to their word and all that, and how Peyton told uh, Arch that don't mess around, you make a decision, just stick to it. All signs are pointing to him staying at Texas. So they got Quint or Ewers, who is. Number one recruit from two years ago. And then you got Arch Manning, who's number one recruit now. Um, I was all for the hate at first because he chose Texas. And I'm like, why? He chose Texas. Yuck. But then the hate started getting out of control. I was like, okay, y'all are going too far. He has one more year to go. He's a junior. He's going to be a senior coming up he says one more season he still has a lot of off-season work to do what y'all seeing now is not what y'all gonna see later on i think he's gonna put in more work he got his uncles in his corner you know he got a bevy of quarterback coaches at his disposal he's gonna get better he's gonna get bigger stronger faster so I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's overrated and that the Mannings have all this money and influence. They probably do. But I wouldn't go I wouldn't trash this kid and go all in on him being overrated. I gotta see it to believe it. Any anytime Texas get high high profile recruits, you gotta see it to believe it. I have to see it in the cotton bowl. I have to see it in the Big Twelve conference season because what you have put on the field 
is above average to mediocre play. And you are Texas. You are Texas. You're supposed to be this big brand. You bring in the most money out of everybody. You're supposed to be better than you are, but you are not. And historically, I'm backed up on that too. You have a history of that. So I have to see it to believe it. Arch Manning's going to be fine. Let's not trash the kid, man. Let's let him grow. And also, he might not even stay with Texas. I know I heard, I know what I said about the Manning family and him sticking to his word and everything. Still, man, listen, he ain't signed nothing yet. There's still a chance that he could change his mind. He, despite all that, despite, you know, what his uncle said, he still could change his mind. But if he go to Texas, it's all good. Still got to be Oklahoma. You still got to be Kansas. You still got to be TCU. You don't do well against TCU either. You still got to beat Baylor. Even if you get past all that, you still have to beat the SEC. Like, it's not going to be easy. And Philly scored. Their interception stood. Oh, my goodness. I think New Jersey and trouble. Oh, they fighting. They fighting. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, I love it. I love it. Boy, I can't wait to talk about this game later on. This is funny. This is hilarious. Oh, my God. Hey, who's that girl right there? Anyway. (laughs) This is just a lot of stuff that make me laugh these days. Archer Manning will be fine. I'd rather see him in the NFL than freaking Texas uniform. But at the end of the day, the Sooners are king. And this river runs red. Don't forget that. Now, Sooner baseball is on a roll. They're in a championship. They did it. They went all the way. This team was 27 and 28 last year. I guess it was a COVID shortened season. This year, they were 45 and 22. And I'm just looking through their schedule. And I was looking for the point where I wrote them off. It was when they lost to Wichita State. This is a team they had beat earlier in the year in Norman. They played them at Wichita State, lose 18-0. They lost to New Orleans two out of three. Y'all not hearing me, man. They lost to Dallas Baptist, who, once again, they had beat earlier in the season. What made me raise eyebrows before that devastating Wichita State loss which I actually am thankful for because they only lost like three times after that they put up 24 runs on Kansas 22 runs on Kansas State see I got their Twitter notifications so I got to see that and I was like how are they doing this and it's like the top of their lineup is crazy Jimmy Crooks Batting 500 in the tournament. Treadaway is cooking. Jackson Nicholas is further down the lineup, but he hit a big grand slam, like I mentioned last time. Oh, my God, Roberson. Roberson with that catch against Notre Dame. I was like, man. Foul ball. He chases into the opponent's dugout. He flips over the dugout and makes the catch? Damn! Man. What a play. 
What a play. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Still tripping off that play. Jimmy Crooks was clutch for us against Texas A&M. The Sandman. What about the Sandman? I think his name is David Sandlin. The guy that disappointed me against Virginia Tech. He was a starter in that Virginia Tech game I went all the way to Blacksburg for. He gave up mad runs and got taken out the game. But so did Drew Hackenberg. And even against Texas A&M the first time, we were up 12-3. I mean, he gave up like five runs in that game too. Completely lost confidence. But when we needed him the most, the Sandman delivered. You know, oh my goodness, man. The Sandman delivered. <laughs> I was about to I was about to have some punchlines, but there is no punchline. The punchline is he put him to sleep. Psych out loud, I did have a punchline. <laughs> I just came up with that off the top. But seriously though, man, oh my god, he killed it, man. He only gave up run one run. And guess who closed it out? Mr. Trevin Michael. He has been spectacular. He's been our best bullpen arm. He is on fire. I don't see how we could lose Ole Miss. Come on, man. Like, Vegas got us losing the Ole Miss. Freaking Elephants got us losing the Ole Miss. Yeah, I saw that thing on ESPN. It doesn't make sense. I mean, they, they don't know what they're doing. They picked Ole Miss. Man, whatever. They about to be wrong. And, you know, I don't see why. Like, Ole Miss, they, they've, they've caught fire just like us. They barely made the tournament. They had a losing record in the SEC. But they caught fire, and they're here. They're here, and they're playing us. Got to give them that work. It's crazy how the final six ended up being all SEC teams and OU, the future SEC team. That's crazy. So I guess they had tough competition. You know, maybe it's no shame that they had a losing record in the SEC. I mean, they got to the tournament and they killed it. But it ends today. Well, not today. It ends tomorrow. Hopefully. Now, I got to miss the first two games because I'm going to be busy doing stuff. Ooh. I'm going to be busy doing stuff. But if it happens to go to a game three on Monday, I'm all in. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be watching it. Well, not in Omaha, but I'm going to be watching it. These guys are on a mission, and I'm very excited. Now, real quick, off the top of the dome. D.C. United playing Nashville. Not confident we'll win this game, but MLS teams are better at home. Maybe we can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle and actually win this game. Um, We'll see. Not looking good. Way down in the standings. Uh, It's on national TV. Hopefully we get that. Uh, The Nats, they beat the Rangers last night. Josh Bell in front of his family. Surprisingly, he hasn't played in Texas because, I mean, okay, he's been with the Pirates and the Nats NL teams. You know, we don't play the AL that much. I get it. So his family from Houston came up, and he 
he showed out. He was the main reason why. He's the main reason why we went half the time anyway. So, oh, and I went to the Orioles game. Went to the Nats-Orioles game, and the Nats came through for me. That was the best defensive game I've ever seen him play. Well, not ever, but it was the best defensive game I've seen him play all season. Like, they, Mikel Franco was catching everything. Eric Fetty, three hits? Mm. Man. Uh, Adley Rutschman did get a hit. I'll give him that. But we had him on lock. I mean, the Orioles were making really good defensive plays, too. They were making some amazing catches. We did get lucky on one of those runs. Because they had we had a routine double play and one the throw the second was a bad throw and then I think the throw the first was just as bad and then the dude was off the bag and we got it. Yeah, man, that was a great performance. I don't know what Juan Soto is doing. I was very surprised to see that he's batting two seventeen. But you know, he got on the board yesterday. I mean, got on the board against the second game, right? No, no. Against the Rangers, he did. But 217. It's crazy, though. 217, but he has 14 home runs. He's still dangerous. But Josh Bell is the guy. He's he's our best hitter so far. And I'm, I'm just, I am just loving it. Um, and speaking of baseball, I did want Jackson Graham with the Nationals. I do want them to pick him. But the mock drafts I've seen, it's not Jackson Graham. It's Peyton Graham. Peyton Graham, the Sooners star player, looks like he's going to be like late first round, early second round. And the Nats are not there. So he's probably going to be on a good team. He's probably going to be on. I've seen one mock draft, put him on the Cardinals. That's an all right team. But... You know, he could end up going to the dang Yankees or Dodgers or Braves. And I'm just like, no, bro. He cannot go to any of them teams. I I can't see him with the Braves because, you know, the Braves got Dansby Swanson. And Dansby Swanson has taken off. So, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I'm trying to look at what happened on the 24th. Man, oh, man, Josh Bell. Hmm. Josh Bell is not from Dallas. He's from Houston. I mean, it's his home state. But I would love to have Peyton Graham. I would love to, but it will probably be a reach if we get him. From what I've seen, there are better shortstops, including the one coming out of Stillwater. It's a shame he's coming from Stillwater, but he's Matt Holiday's son. So, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Josh Bell, three for four, one RBI, and that just was the difference. Everyone else, one for four, 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 one for four. He's the man. He single-handedly got us that win yesterday against the Rangers, and the Rangers, the Rangers are okay. The the Rangers are thirty-three and thirty-six. They're okay. So. It's a winnable series. It it looks like one of them series that the Nationals win sometimes. Oh, and off the top of the dome, my NBA season. Okay, my NBA schedule wish list. 
I got to see when the Hawks are playing the Mavericks in Atlanta. I'm trying to go. I got to see when the Hawks are coming to D.C., New York, Philly. I got. I might go to all three of those. I got to see Warriors, Grizzlies, hopefully on Christmas. Got to see Knicks and Nets. Uh, I really want to go to Sixers and Nuggets so I can see MB versus Jokic. Um, what else? Oh, I, I might not see this in person, but Jalen Green versus Paolo Banjero, the Rockets versus the Magic, the Pistons versus the Rockets. I want to see these young players go off against each other. I'm sure it'd be fire. Um, Phoenix versus Golden State. The Lakers, uh, the Lakers coming to D.C., uh, see if it's actually affordable this time. It probably isn't. What else? Um, uh, what else we got here? Off the top of my head, that's all I can think of. Uh, yeah, Hawks and Knicks definitely looking forward to doing that again. Seeing how much uh, hate Trey Young gets, or maybe the Knicks fans won't be that hype like last time. I would love to see the Pistons come here to DC. Um, maybe the Warriors game again. It was dirt cheap. Even even before Steph Curry got hurt, it was dirt cheap. I would love to go to that game again. It was a great environment, and watching Steph Curry play is so much fun. Of course, I want to see Cavs and Wizards in Cleveland. Wouldn't mind seeing Cavs and Hawks in Cleveland. What else? Cavs and Warriors, because they still kind of haven't forgot the whole Draymond Green, Steph Curry time. Do you, do you realize that these guys play each other in the finals four times? That's crazy. Would love to see that. Um, I'm sure that'd be a crazy environment. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's it. That's all I can think of for now. Oh, we got to see Lakers and Clippers if everyone's healthy. That's going to be a heck of a matchup. I don't know. Uh, definitely wouldn't mind going to another Nets game. I went to two Nets games in Brooklyn. So... So, yeah, so um, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, okay, uh, real quick, real quick hypothetical. All right, off the top, let's do it. We're going to do the 2022 Houston Rocket versus the 1997 Detroit Pistons. 1997 Detroit Pistons. Grant Hill. Grant Hill versus Jalen Green. So, all right, let's see what happens here. And this is going to be at Detroit. So let's see what happens here. So the Rockets win this time 105-99. So Jalen Green had 20. Because every time I did the simulation, he gets somewhere between 11 and 15 points. Lindsey Hunter had 22. I forgot how good he was. Grant Hill had 20 and 13. 20, 13, and 7. Nuts. Ooh. Oh, Michael Curry. I thought that was Dell Curry. That's that's somebody else. Uh, okay. 
uh, Jalen Grant, 20. Uh, Kevin Porter had 15. Eric Gordon only had two this time in 29 minutes. Two points? What? Christian Wood, 18 and 14. Uh, let's see. Who was the player of the game? Yep, Christian Wood, 18 and 14 with a block and an assist. And I'm just like, where where did the game turn here? It just looks like it looked like a close it looked like it was a close game midway through the fourth quarter. And then Houston Houston just pulled away. They pulled away. They got up ten with two minutes to go and then they just ran away with it. Just way too much. Way too they just start making free throws. Too easy. And you know you know, hey, that's the hypothetical game of the episode. And you already know that is the end of the episode. But you already know that I'm out. Psych I lied. GoatLevelTees.com for everything goat level. But now I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.